Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. <laughs> okay, good evening, and then good night. <laughs> Whichever time of day you chose to listen, welcome to the Dialogue Podcast, aka The D, with Tina and Marie. We're back this week after a small hiatus last weekend. Had a some technical difficulties. We had a wee bit a wee bit too much on our plate and had to uh take some well needed time away. So mm-hmm. if doing too much were two people. <laughs> it'd have been us. So we are back. We are at it. Um after doing some events. And uh hope you all had a great fourth. And I'm not even sure if we had mentioned Father's Day. We absolutely skipped Father's Day, not on purpose, but Nobody happy Father's no Day to all daddies. Happy and, Father's uh, Day. Happy Fourth for all who celebrate that as well. Happy Fourth. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and dive in to what we are about to do today. Okay, Trey Holmes. But before we do that, let us now bow our heads. In podcast prayer. Marie? So. The opinions expressed in this podcast are our personal opinions and must not be construed as representing the opinions of any institutions with which we are or have been affiliated with in our professional lives. Mm -hmm. A.K.A. do Mm. not come for us. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now. With that being said, previous episodes, previous mean like our first episode of this season, uh, we did discuss why we were away, why it's been so long as far as a hiatus, and I think the the little coming back into season two, right, starting our season two, and I think um, that little break or technical difficulties we had the previous week. Uh, did help us prepare for this particular topic. We did say we were going to get back into it. So today's topic, death, delivery, and drama. Da, da, da. The three Ds on the D. So, so we'll be back to get Overcoming into. these three Ds <laughs> to be on the D for season two. <laughs> Why we took so long to come back. Now, um, I don't know which one of us would like to go first. Well, what's the first D? Death. <laughs> Sounds like it might be you going first. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know how much I information I had given on the previous show or just the first just a show. quick recap for those who might not know or I mean you can easily go back to season two episode one. But just a quick recap, we uh, we were supposed to come back, what, after like two, three months last year? Yeah, sometime around October. I think, yeah. But uh, we didn't make it back until May of 2021. So these are partially, pretty much a rough summary of all of the reasons as to why, or most of the reasons as to why it took us so long to get season two back up and going. Well, um... 
And ex ex excuse, if you do hear slight snoring in the background, I do have extra guests with me. <laughs> Today, I travel <laughs> I that's, travel heavy these days. That's so. the second deep, but we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. I got one bit. who is fast asleep and enjoying it, so you might... You might be hearing... That's not an air compressor in the background. <laughs> um, okay, so death. Um, as we all know, there we have been going through a pandemic. And I'm sure and I hope that not a lot of you had to experience any um, passings of family members. But I have experienced a few of them back to back and... None of them had to do with COVID. Um, I didn't realize that until you said it last time. Right. Um, so, how did this start? The end of last year. The end of 2019, I feel, is when it all started. Wow. Okay, so the end of 2019, because yeah. surprisingly, um, I have a, I, well, I had a grandmother. And at the end of 2019, in December, she died. So, yeah, there was that going on. It was like, oh, excuse me. It was like right after Thanksgiving, right before Christmas. Christmas, right. So she passed away. And um, that kind of hit my family in a hole kind of hard. But it it wasn't so much of a surprise because, you know, her health had steadily been declining. I don't know. She was probably like 96, 97 years old. She lived a she, she lived a life. I don't know. The last three or four years were probably quite difficult for her. Mm -hmm. um, from what I could understand of the things that my family would tell me and the things that I would see when I was there with her. You know, it was like she was holding on, but not by choice. You know, so um, that was that. And then shortly after that the families you know getting over that we're working through that family things and drama and i think sometime around let's say june or july mm -hmm. okay so sometime around this this time last year um one of my best friends lost their mom now i wasn't so close to the mom but I was very close to his dad. And after his mom passed, I think like a week later, a week later. his dad passed. And that hit him and his family very, very hard. It hit me hard because I lost one of my father figures in his dad. And, you know, I was definitely very, very sad to hear that I was... um I was very hurt by that. And then shortly after that passing, I think my cat died. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, I guess you would say she's well, I in forgot a... about the cat. No, I mean, uh, the cat's included. Yes, yeah, yeah. Cat. I, that was, uh -huh. that was traumatic enough for me. Um, You've had this cat for some time. Yes, I had the mm -hmm. cat for quite some time and, um... I think she passed in August. It was about August, yeah. Yeah, it was the beginning of August. So it was like right after dealing with, it was before 4th of July that, you know, the father figure passed. And then, 
you deal with it during July and then like right before August first, the first week of August, she my cat gave up died. Her last her last life. Don't say that. I'm so sorry. yes, my cat is uh was kind of import important to me. Um I got her during a very troubled time in my life. And although I've never thought of her that way, thinking about what she's been through with me, I think she was more like an emotional support animal, which regardless of whether I was allergic to her or not, I was keeping her. Um, (laughs) I forgot about that too. Yes, the allergy test that said, uh, yeah, do you have any animals? I was like, yeah, I have a cat. Hmm, okay. Uh, do you, do you have to keep your cat? And I said, absolutely, I have to keep my cat. What are you talking about? I'm not giving up my cat at all. And I did not. Um, yeah, absolutely so, didn't. So, uh, she passed in August. And by... A month later. A month later, my dad passed. Your biological father. My biological father passed. Mm-hmm. That was a weird call. My sister had called my other sister from my father's side, obviously, um, called me to say, you know, I'm so sorry to hear this. I know you haven't heard from me in a while, but our dad passed, and I'm sorry to tell you this. And I was like, I was just calling you guys, you know, during Father's Day and all this other stuff, trying to get in contact with you. And, you know, it's hard. it was hard to get in contact with you guys, period, for, like, a couple years. But mm-hmm. I, I tried. And uh, when I found out that he passed, that was hurtful. That hurt. And that was, what, September? Okay, Mm -hmm. so now we're back in September. And uh, from the time that my uh, grandmother was living, I lived in a house with me, and I had my aunt, which was my mother's sister. And we all lived in one house to take care of my grandmother. So when my grandmother passed, it was just me and my aunt living there. A week, as we're approaching Thanksgiving, you know, we hung out with family or whatever. She hung, my aunt hung out with her daughter and family for Thanksgiving. And then we're back in the house together. And I currently at my job work from home besides. um, Due to the pandemic. Due to the pandemic, we've all been working from home at my job. So I have been working from home. And um, now we're. Back in uh, um, back in December, you know, Thanksgiving has passed. We're back home, and uh, my aunt passed the week after my grandmother. A year and a week after my grandmother, and I was home with her when she passed. And that was a lot. That was a uh, in itself. Yeah, that wasn't a good... I, I'm still working on on bouncing back from that one. Because that one I watched. So all in all, I felt like the whole... It, it was literally just a year of processing for you. And not, not even completely finishing, you know, the processing of one. You then had to deal with yet another... All while I was moving. I'm sorry. I forgot about that part. I was trying to move. Right. Right. I mean, 
and that that's the thing. Life was still happening. Mm-hmm. Still working every day. Um, I think you were still pulling like extremely long hours with overtime at that time. Mm-hmm. No days off. Um, you didn't even really take days off to for um, your dad. I don't even think for your aunt. You didn't. You didn't I did. Really... But I was working um, as far as getting, helping my family through. Here we go. I was helping my family get stuff together. Because in all honesty, it's my mom and no, my mom's sister and last surviving sibling. So, right. so she took this. And I'm sure she's still taking this. Very hard. Just Very hard. A year ago was her mother. Mm-hmm. A year later, it's her sister. Mm-hmm. I never, it never occurred to me that my mom is probably feeling the same way that I felt when I lost my grandmother. All by herself. Mm. Yes. In case, and just in reference, my grandparents mostly raised me. Um, my mom was there constantly in my life she just was a nurse and you know with nurses schedules they are very long and she usually would be gone most of the day and I was kind of still in the you know toddler phase that still needed to be uh, supervised so uh, a lot of my time was spent with my grandparents and my grandparents relatives like brothers and sisters so that was that for me. So early on, you were you were raised by your grandparents pretty mm-hmm. much. Right. And my aunts and uncles were their brothers and sisters that were, like, mostly in love. So that was the, the first D, which was death. Yeah, so that's all I was dealing with. I'm not sure, uh, Marie, did you have any deaths that you needed to process during that year? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we are. I am still dealing with memory loss from uh, <laughs> the death of a memory. <laughs> it's um, a hard death to to deal with. So I did. Um, unrelated to COVID, as well, um, I did end up losing an aunt last year as well, um, and that was kind of similar um we knew that her health was declining i mean at the same time she she lived it out too she was uh if i'm not mistaken i think 102 she 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 lived it and um i a part of me was at least slightly happy that she was able to see and meet my firstborn mm. because she was there or she I don't I don't remember she was actually there she liked to she was involved and she she used to like to tell the story of how she was there and rushed my mother to the hospital and everything from my birth I think it was a little different than what she remembers but you know we let her have it um but she was she was there for all of my siblings' graduations. Mm. Um, she was there for each of my graduations from preschool to college. And she knew all of uh, 
my siblings and children. Mm. And being that I was the last to have children, I was happy she was able to at least uh, meet my firstborn. At that time, her her memory was was failing, so it took a little bit, but she she got it. And um, you know, we got to we got to see her and spend some time with her. You know, when she was still active, even though she was still in her late nineties, she was still she was still up there. She was active before you know things really went downhill fast. But I lost uh, her, and then uh, recently I lost another aunt so you know for me in in my mind and in my family it's really just propelling me to um connect more with my cousins that mm-hmm. i don't really have much of a connection to because mm-hmm. i feel like especially once all of the elders and like my mom or my father passed away. It's like the whole family's just gone from there because a lot of the connections are held up by them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I've always been that one of the families to take initiative in history and family tree and mm-hmm. knowing everybody. Everybody else isn't really into it like that, but right, you know that everything happening is really propelling me more to build my own connections with, you know cousins that I might have known growing up but as we got older everybody just kind of went their separate way right but you know wanting to have those relationships so that my kids can know their family and you know where they came from so as my elders are slowly transitioning on it's mm. just really That's pushing nice me to put it transitioning yeah. on okay it is it is pushing me Come to through with the transition <laughs> It's pushing me to to fix connections and, mm-hmm. and build and everything. With... Rebuild bridges. Yes. And <laughs> why are we laughing? <laughs> There's nothing to laugh about. Uh, That's legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's where maybe reinforce yeah. bridges that were slightly crumbling. <laughs> you know, you know, work repair relationships anyway yes (laughs) yes I am Um, well I can talk about delivery so I have fully acclimated to being at home I have everything delivered (laughs) (laughs) I have my groceries delivered of course we all have um, taking up this Uber and uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash and Grubhub and is there is there more than Grubhub and Do- DoorDash and Uber? I don't know that you utilize. There's also Slice if you want pizza. Um, but yeah, those There's are also me. I've done some deliveries. There's also name all of them. There's also family and <laughs> friends that uh, have also decided to hop on the delivery train and deliver things to my home since I refuse to leave it. But guess what? I've saved a ton of money on gas <laughs> and maintenance fees the entire year. <laughs> does your car even know what the road looks like? It still? does. It does. It's. It's going to see it later on today. I might go to Costco. (laughs) 
because uh, I'm not really about that delivery fee from Costco. It's a bit much. Bless you, baby. Bless you. Okay. Now to your D, which is quite uh, your delivery, which is sitting in your hands. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. So, uh, her second born. I had a baby. So there was a. <laughs> so I delivered. Um, what? What did you deliver? I delivered a boy. Yay. I delivered a whole child, not on my own. <laughs> I mean, um, you did deliver it. Well, on your yes, own, but I mean, but you I, didn't make it. I know all the way by yourself. No, well, I didn't. I didn't deliver it on my own. Like I know people who have delivered. On their own. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. well, that's a good. He's like, don't try me like that. <laughs> I'm, not. I'm about to allow you to talk about me. Like I'm not here. I am right here. Recognize, recognize, recognize me. So, <laughs> um, quite a surprise. I mean. I wasn't trying, but I, I understand people's mentality. It's like if, you, if you're practicing without necessarily practicing practice. as it should be, then you're trying. So If you practice without safety precautions. You are trying. I wasn't practice. initially attempting to try. I didn't, I didn't think. It, well, it supposedly was difficult for me to get pregnant anyway. So that's what we just like to tell black women. But go ahead. This is a whole nother topic. Oh. But uh, <laughs> a whole nother topic. But I mean, doctors have been saying various things concerning me for years. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was what it was. I was also advised after my first one to never get pregnant again, and that was because of uh, the difficulties. The difficulties had. I had with her. Right. Um. Pretty much with her. My uterus ruptured during labor, Sheesh. and that was that was Brings that was a whole problem. new meeting to bust it wide open. Wow! <laughs> You're absolutely welcome for the completely inappropriate joke. Wow! Okay, you knew so, it was coming. No, I just, that one. <laughs> so I was advised. Not to get pregnant again. <laughs> but after, you know, consultations and finding the right doctor and everything like that, going mm-hmm. through various tests, um, you know, they were able to obviously save myself and my daughter that time. And, and rebuild your uterus. The exact words that were that were used were patch me back together. <laughs> That's even worse, raggedy air. <laughs> they were able to patch me back together. Oh, um, patches. They were going to give me a hysterectomy, but he was able, you know, to save it. To save me and uh, patch it back together. So I, I felt that you know, Shut if it were back. meant to happen again, mm-hmm. considering that I, I was patched up, that it would in in time. I wasn't trying to you know force it or anything like that. I was satisfied with the one. I knew I would have one and anything else after that, if it were to happen, would just be another miracle and a blessing. So hearing about this one, of course, it was getting through the phase of hoping that, you know, um, it stuck and that 
we can get through that first phase of everything. And once we kind of did, then it turned into, okay, now let's address some of the other difficulties that are about to come. But at least from the years before of going through tests, my doctor was confident that if I were to get pregnant again, he'll be, he would be good. I said, all right. Because at first he was nervous. I said, if you're nervous about delivering, ain't no way I'm about to try and <laughs> have another one. But um, after running some tests, he was he was confident. He said, if you ever do get pregnant again, we should be all right. We just know for next time, we're going to set this plan in order. We talked about a plan. I said, all right, we're good. And that was it. So here we are uh, five years later. And out pops a positive pregnancy test. How did you feel? <laughs> um, when you found out you were pregnant, how, what went through your well, mind? Well, initially... Because I surely wished I was a fly on the wall of that bathroom. I was <laughs> like, what? In the, <laughs> initially... Right, right. I was late. But that's not a big giveaway for me, considering things I've been through. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really weigh that. Mm-hmm. And I think this time, unlike with her, I caught it. No, I caught her. Like, I had a feeling I finally was with her. With him, I was still very clueless. It was after the fact I put signs together. And I was like, huh, this is why such and such and such and such. So... Um, I forgot how it came up in conversation, but my husband at the time was like, why don't you just check? I said, I, but me, because of my history and things that I've dealt with, I'm just like, I don't think it's going to show anything positive now. So let's just give it like another two, three weeks. And if there's still nothing to, to show or anything like that, then sure, I'll go ahead and take a test. But he was adamant. He was just like, nah, I don't think you should wait. Just just take the test. So he actually got one, I think maybe two different kinds. And I took it. And in no time, it yielded its results. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it yielded in, in no its time. It, it didn't even have to saturate the it, it, it didn't like, even have to think baby, about it. Baby, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I, Absolutely. I, um, How many months late were you? I wasn't. I wasn't. It was still very, very new. Hmm. I think I found out I must have been five or six weeks when I found out. Hmm. So I was still early. Um, when it five said Five or pregnant, six weeks late? No. I was already five or six weeks pregnant when I found out. But I'd have to go into a whole lot more detail. I wasn't, see, I don't, Mm -hmm. with me and my life, Mm -hmm. I don't trust my cycle to tell me anything. So, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So I can't, I can't rely on that. If it don't feel like coming right when it's supposed to, that's not a giveaway for me to be like, I need to go take a test. To me, that would be the same. I would have the same reaction. Right. So I would just like, I'm going to give it some more time. And that's only because of other situations I've dealt with that it's kind of thrown some things off for me in my life. But I am, I am as regular as I can be at this point. So Mm -hmm. 
just a time where I wasn't seeing anything, it made me think about it, but not enough to be like, I'm going to go take a test. Mm. I was saying in my head, I'm going to wait another two, three weeks. And if I don't see anything in two, three weeks, then maybe I'll take a test. So were there any type of mood swings that you were having? No. Are you sure? What I found mm-hmm. out after the fact mm-hmm. is why I was so sleepy. Mm. Because I was training for my new position at the time. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> it was an absolute task to stay awake. Mm. I was struggling. Like, I'm talking about on lunch breaks, because we're still working from home. I wasn't taking, I wasn't eating during my lunch break. I would literally go take a nap and then wake up. And there are mm-hmm. times I couldn't get through just the work day. I'd set my timer to go take another nap and then come back and try to work. Like, I was just exhausted, tired. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't add it up then either. You weren't adding that up? No, no, okay. I wasn't. Because I, I could... I'm one of those people I could sleep at the drop of a dime anyway. So I just no kinda, no she's not narcoleptic. No. I just no. I I'm love just sleep. tired. Yeah. <laughs> just so just tired. I figured, you know, I'm not getting enough sleep. It's making it even harder. So that's such and such. That's what it was. But um you asked me what I thought when I first saw it. When mm-hmm. I <laughs> when Back I first saw question. it I got a number of emotions. I obviously was happy. I was quite surprised. And then I was quickly overly concerned. Mm-hmm. Not of what this um, experience is going to be like, but kind of what everybody's reaction to it is going to be. Because of how, um, how the first pregnancy went, and obviously the whole near death thing that I get. Being on the outside and being in the body are two different experiences. Uh-huh. Considering that I don't remember a lot about that day, I blacked out quite a few number of times before they actually took me in for surgery. I found out a lot of things via my medical notes, my doctor, my husband, my family of what happened because I don't know. And it was a scary experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was mainly thinking about everyone's reaction, especially having just random conversations of it throughout the years of, you know, well, you know, I hope you don't do that again because, you know, we don't want to have to deal with this. We don't have to do with that. And it was really just their, their fear of reaching that point again and not, using the same results. God forbid I don't make it out. Gotcha. And I understood that, but I was also nervous to express it, to be like, hey, <laughs> we're here again. I didn't, I wasn't ready because for other people's opinion. Uh, opinion. Mm-hmm. It. So I was overwhelmed with that. Mm-hmm. So I got happy when I saw it. Then I was so quite surprised. Happy? Yeah, I was happy and I was exp- I was surprised. I did and not then I got that overly concerned. Okay. Like immediately concerned kicked in and said, "Wait a minute. <laughs> What's about to happen?" And it kind of it kind of sidetracked everything. Um, he wasn't home at the time, but I remember video calling him on his way home and I showed it to him, and I didn't quite get a reaction out of him, and I think he was in his head as well. 
And that threw me because I was just like, well, I'm thinking that you were supposed to be happy. You've been begging for this, and now we're here, and you're not saying, like, but, you know, he corrected that very quick, and he was like, no, 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 he's, he is happy. He just, he's not too sure how I would take it. And I'm just like, well, for me, I'm just like, I don't have any options now. What do you mean how I'm going to take it? We, we just, we have to take it now. But he, he was excited. The first couple of months was really just, when am I going to be ready to tell everybody? Mm. So I asked him, you know, please just don't say nothing. We can't even make, you know, subtle hints because my other one is quite smart and she will pick up quickly. Not to say she has been asking for a sibling for some time. And, you know, not, not, not thinking about it. I just told her. She even got to the point to say, can we go to the store so I can... I want I wanna, I want a little sister. Can we just go buy one? And I'm just like, no. It I'm is. Tell you right now, don't ask me for no cousins. <laughs> it is illegal to go buy. <laughs> We're not about to go buy a sibling. Can um, you rehome one though? You can rehome. You them. can rehome. But you can't buy it. You can't go out there and just pick one up and buy it. Can't say you um, purchased it <laughs> or sold it. You can um, say you rehomed it. For a so price. I used to tell her, well, you know, there's nothing I can really do about that. Just go go pray about it. And not knowing who I was talking to or what I was saying, I had to I had to go behind and kind of counteract that prayer with reality to be like, it's hold on. Prayed about it. <laughs> hold on, wait a minute. We have other things we got to situate. <laughs> but um yeah, we were low key for for a little while. And then I think I might I might have actually told y'all first. Well, like my my close friends, I think I told them first. Um, the four of y'all and later on I told my family. <laughs> and um though I understood it and I prepared for it, mm-hmm. it still hit me really hard. Mm. with their reaction um it was an excitement at first even even when I told my dad I <laughs> I don't think he knew the difficulties I had with my first pregnancy mm-hmm. and I don't know if he was think talking about that or if he was talking about the pandemic but his reaction was just like well I don't know why you would do that and I'm just like what why I would do it I didn't purpose I really didn't purposely try to do this Yes, yes, Tina, you got your hand up. How was your delivery? <laughs> like, how did you deliver the news to them? Because had you delivered it the way you delivered it to me, I would. I completely did not get the, I'm excited, but I don't know what you're going to think, feel. I think all I told you was, well, I'm pregnant. Your tone your tone there was a tone i told you in text there was a tone in the text it was a tone that you read it it wasn't my tone it was the tone in which you read it didn't i call you right after i read it no yes i did some time after well not some time like days that's not even that's not fair because you know by the time i read it it was probably it wasn't immediate because we were texting in the group chat but you asked my tone my tone in which i told my family was just you know <laughs> I wanted to talk to you guys and 
Um, well, I told, I think at this point in time. Did you tell him in time, the tone of concern? No, I didn't. I think I actually, we had actually told our daughter before. Okay. And it was like, before she goes and starts to run her mouth to everybody, I need to go and let my family know. And that's what I went to go do. So I went over there and I spoke to them and, you know, it was one of those, well, before she says anything... I wanted to let you guys know that I found out I was pregnant. And it was pretty much, it was real short and straight to the point. But as much as I prepared for various reactions, it still got to me. It it still hurt me. It honestly still hurt me, even though I understood the the concern that they would come with. It still threw me for a loop. That especially... Um, me and my immediate family, like, we had to talk about a couple of weeks after because um, I knew that I knew that they meant well and I knew that they were just concerned for it. They just didn't relate that at the time that I told them. So it kind of it kind of sat on me for for a little while. I didn't I didn't really want to talk to anybody. I definitely didn't want to talk to anybody else. Anyone who knew, all the important people knew. So it was really just, you know, waiting for follow-up appointments and, and working and everything like that. And at that time, uh, you know, my husband and I were even working through some things. So I just kind of switched my focus into that. And so, you know, I got a call and they wanted to kind of discuss how they came off and we talked about it, and like I explained to them, I understand their concern. But, you know, I personally felt that if God brought me this far, that he would see me through. And that is what I would hold on to for the remainder of this pregnancy, you know? There's, there's nothing else. I know that there are options. For me, there weren't any options. So I knew that we were just going to have to see this through. There was nothing nobody else can do. And I had enough faith that if he brought me to this point again, we're going to be okay. And that is what I held on to. Now, towards the end, it was a little bit different. And I think I expressed some of that to you towards the end because I'm just like, you know... I like to see a whole picture of things mm. and me addressing that whole picture was, you know, me going in and not coming out. Mm. And I had to deal with those situations as well. Even, you know, if we went in and only me came out, you know, I kind of, I addressed it all during this pregnancy and to mix in with that drama, <laughs> um, <laughs> The drama. Go ahead. Do you, My, do you need some time? Do you need you need a breather? No. You want a joke to be inserted here? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Because uh, I know they're going to come anyway. But um, at that time, my husband and I were, were going through some, some difficult points trying to address different things that we had been trying to work through. We were literally in the middle of attempting to resolve some things when we found out we were pregnant. And I mean, I I have 
never looked at a baby being able to save not not a thing. It just, if anything, having a child is just going to make it more difficult. It's not going to make nobody stay. It's not going to make nobody change. It's, you know, thankfully for some people it does, but it's not a guarantee. So long story short, because <laughs> I'm honestly not going to put all of my business out there, but I found We've out. learned from those past episodes. <laughs> <laughs> those um, past episodes, we were like, yeah, we're not going to do that again. Go ahead. You one, learned. One reason, and that doesn't mean that we're not going to discuss it, but one reason why I said the delivery and the drama mixes into each other is because not even midway through the pregnancy, I found out that I was given more than just the baby. Mm. And mm. Mm. it just, it opened up a whole nother, a whole nother, whole nother um, of things for us to address. But for me, um, there were there were certain things that were said and that was being done that just hit me differently this time. Mm. And I think I was to a point of realizing, you know, it's there's two kids in, um, the responsibility is gonna have to to step up now. I'm now, you know, responsible for two. A mother of two. You know, um, we have one and a quarter at that time. <laughs> we we have a lot of different things that we're working through. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we were also realizing a lot of a lot of differences that we were attempting to overcome as well. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, it absolutely made things 10 times more hard. I already had my regular doctor. I was also seeing a high-risk doctor because I was clearly high-risk from the beginning of being pregnant again. High-risk. Um, due to everything else that we found out later on down the line, I was assigned, you can say, two more doctors. I was literally having a doctor's appointment every week. It felt like every week. Sometimes twice a week. Sometimes, rarely. Towards the end, it was ridiculous. It was like every damn day. (laughs) Um, Call you later, I got an appointment. (laughs) It was rough. I was still working. I was pulling as much overtime as possible. Worked till the day she delivered. You know, um, I had made a decision with my marriage at that time as well to... Uh, go our separate ways and that was something to really sink in because I don't like speaking for anybody and but it it was expressed he didn't he didn't want um, the divorce it was clearly my decision to be made on a number of things as to why obviously years of things that I allowed to happen. So can I ask a question Good. about this? You see, I'm struggling to get through this one. Go <laughs> ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yes, because I just wanted to know, because you said that clearly, you said clearly as if it's something that we all should see, that you're the one that wanted the, the divorce the and one he who did not. initiated the Thank divorce. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Because to say that he clearly did not want it I don't think that that's fair because don't think he was heck. I don't think he was acting in a manner that says, "Hey, I want to be married," you know. But um, 
Continue. <laughs> I see where you're going with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, months later, as things are still processing and everything, it's, it's not something I... I can say I really, really wanted to do. I never wanted, and I don't think a lot of people, you know, do. Nobody wants to get married to divorce, right? Correct. Absolutely. You know, that's a fair thing to say, nobody. But I had to learn to separate emotion from decision making, Mm. which is something I learned through counseling. There was a lot of counseling going on at this time as well. Mm -hmm. um, That. The bigger the bigger part of the picture was still being was still unresolved, and there was other things that it just it just wasn't going to progress anywhere. There was going to be no growth anywhere because there were things that he was still struggling with that he wasn't willing to do, and there were things that I wasn't willing to do. Mm-hmm. But now we're two kids in, and it wasn't fair. To give them that type of life that we were living at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so regardless of the fact, I was going, I was obviously going to be that one to say yay or nay of what's going to happen. Because they, they would have just, they might have, like I said, I don't want to speak for him. But probably just would have rolled things out just as they were. Right? But... <laughs> But I I'm just sorry. <laughs> my bad. I couldn't do it. Right, right. And so I'm the one who initiated it mid mid pregnancy. So I am now dealing with um a very hard pregnancy. I feel like I experienced every symptom there was in the book to deal with with this one. Mm-hmm. Um especially just- compared to, to my daughter. I didn't experience much but this Lord. one was ginger ale and apple juice. I couldn't keep not one thing down. I was absolutely miserable. Tired. I got partly miserable. I didn't know it was possible to experience um it's not postpartum depression, but I don't remember the actual word when you experience depression before you give birth. Depression. It's just depression. No, there point. there there is another word. For it. You can go ahead and Google, ask Google. Um, Hold on, wait, let me ask Google. Um, and thankfully, I was still doing counseling at that time because it got so bad that I really just clocked out of everything. I literally only got up to work, and as soon as I was finished working, I got back in the bed. So um, I really just kind of gave all of the day-to-day duties to him that was and was not going over so well I eventually had to really just push to get myself out of everything especially once my daughter had expressed that she wished I was I wasn't pregnant so that I can do things with her and that really hit me because I thought that in a way I was like just allowing him to come back home so we can try again. In a way, I was like, yeah, you're you going to feel the fullness of this this parental unit. Go ahead and handle all that there is of housely duties, right? I can't, I can't do it right now. I'm out. I'm laid out. I'm struggling. I can't eat. I can't 
I can't think, I can't do nothing. I'm already working full time and overtime trying to make sure that we stay above water. I can't your head do water. much more of anything else. But it was it began to weigh on our daughter. So I really had to um push myself outside of that and view things a lot differently of what I'm about to walk into what's happening mm-hmm. I, I was doing way too much and um yes you were doing way too I much i was i was i was doing a lot i was doing i'm so happy to hear you say that i'm growing because you were doing i'm not doing too much i'm doing and i'm like <laughs> sit down somewhere please well see at that time you kept saying you don't have a choice you don't have a choice right i didn't choice. feel like i had a choice and even though, you know, they would say, oh, you know, that's why I'm here and that's why this, they weren't doing, you know. But did you allow them to? to yes, because these wait, were things that happened. Let me finish. Yes, ma'am. Were you allowing them to do things their way? Yes. Mm. It's not like I wanted it done my way. Yes, you did. No, because these were the things that I was attempting to do, mm-hmm. not not talking after mm-hmm. they departed. I'm talking about I'm talking while about they while were there. Right. Yeah. The main things I was still pushing to do and hopefully get done were things that we were still going through with counseling before I even found out I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. The pregnancy just made it harder mm-hmm. because it was like there are things if I can't do it, then it's just not it's just not going to get done anyway. So we can just use a simple example as the dishes, you know what I'm saying? Not to say that they don't clean or they're lazy or anything like that. That's not true. That's not what I'm saying. But it can, it can be stuck in that sink for some days. And I am literally like clockwork, vomiting, everything. I just had no energy i was pushing to work being that i'm the only one working right now Mm -hmm. if i don't work we all out and we've been through that that situation not having a place to live and not having this not having that and being so unstable just trying to get on our feet i didn't want to go through yet another pregnancy not knowing where to live what to do and all that kind of stuff again Mm -hmm. so it's like if I have to push to do anything, I have to push to work to make sure we can at least pay rent. At the least, just make sure we have a roof over our head. All in all, it was it was a lot. I didn't think I was doing so much until afterwards. It was afterwards it, it really hit me. Especially rolling into the new year. Mm. Rolling into 2021, it was like a light a switch went off and I it made me think I kept telling y'all I just I just want to get as much as I can done before the new year because I knew after the new year I was just gonna rest I wasn't gonna do anything else yeah but I had to prep the house you were a busy busy bee I had to prep the house um he had left in December before Christmas so it was literally just me and her um and Nothing was really set up and put together yet. So I'm just like, you know, 
There was no baby bag. There was no crib. There was nothing. There was I was no... still like ordering stuff. I was still fixing the house because we had issues going on at that time. Mm-hmm. And I had to fix the house, and I had to, I had to prepare for a new life to come in. Um, so I was doing a lot, and for reasons I didn't know, there was a reason why I was pushing so much before the new year. Cause come February, he was here. <laughs> And I wanted to turn around and look at y'all and say, see, see, this is why I was pushing to say, I just need to get this done before the new year. Because once the year hit, I knew I wouldn't have much time. I just needed to rest and I'll do all the small stuff then. But all the moving stuff around in the house and tossing stuff out the house and patching this wall and doing that, that I was doing it. All pregnant but, and oh, I was that fixing was, cars. Okay. I, was, I was on the go. But that was the things that everyone else was like, you don't have to do that. Now, there are other people who could have done that for you, but they weren't on the same schedule as you. You were like, it got to be done. It got to, you were, you were in, like, you know how they have a bridezilla? Mm-hmm. You were like nest zilla you were like i am nesting and everything has to be in order because when i sit down that's it i'm sitting down and i was like i would need you to sit down now had you probably sat down earlier you might have had a little bit more time before this one came out but you were going you were going you were constantly moving and not eating you were constantly well it got better Come January. Right. But but well, once I got the meds, I, I, had to, <laughs> I had to get on meds to help me keep things down. Because I, I literally even went to the hospital for dehydration. But you it never, just wasn't happening. What I'm saying is you never stopped moving. Mm-mm. All the things, you had a laundry list every single day of things to complete, right? And you completed those things. But yet, these things maintained on this laundry list became like a thing that you did every single day. And it was like, well, when are you going to sit down? When are you going to attempt to eat something? When are you going to pick your feet up? Like, when are you going to chill? When are you going to stop moving? When are you going to stop moving? Because you would be at work and you would still Oh, I got to go run to the kitchen, go do so. And I'd be like, okay, when are you going to sleep? Because I know you're tired. And she was also in school. She had started school. So I was in virtual school while I was in virtual work. It was just virtually working. And then you was physically working. And it was like, okay, all right, when are you going to sleep? Sit down and not virtually do anything, or virtually veg. Why I would, don't you do I would, that? I would do so after work, but then it I mean, wasn't, it wasn't for long because when she I, wanted, she wanted her time too, and that really hit me from the time where I kind of pushed everything on him to be like, "Hey, you." <laughs> You ain't been here in a minute. You take care of all of these duties. Let me take a break of how it weighed on her. She was just like, you're not even here kind of deal. And I well, want, I needed to learn how to balance to make sure she knew that even though I was pregnant, it wasn't taking me completely away from her. I was well, having trouble, but I'm here. 
Okay, but see, that situation with your daughter and you is completely different than you just, you, you explain it as if you were just taking a break. But maybe to her, since you have been the most responsible parent to her, you taking a break and not handling those responsibilities to her, even if your presence was there, to her that meant felt like you're not there because you're not doing what you've always have been doing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You've always decide, taken a lot of responsibility on yourself to make sure everybody else is okay. And when you're not okay, it you know, it shouldn't your presence I don't know how to how to say this. Your presence should not have been noticeable if you had not had been playing all those positions. Right, I get it. So lack of your presence in those positions shouldn't have been as noticeable if you had not been playing all those positions at all times. There wasn't an even amount of Things responsibility balanced. balance between the two of y'all. And then when you weren't capable, it wasn't that you didn't want to do it, but you physically were not yeah, capable to, to do that anymore. I literally couldn't do you it. Said it. You said it like, oh, I just pushed everything on him. And that's probably how he received it. Like, oh, she's not doing anything. Now I have to do all this. And then your daughter probably perceived it well, I'll say a different this. way, too. He didn't say anything. Of course not. But what's he going to say? What is he going to say? I'm just clarifying I'm just, that, no, he didn't say anything as if I was trying to put all this extra work on him. I felt, because I knew I was the one who took up uh, most of the load mm-hmm. of of things in life, especially at that time mm-hmm. or in recent years. I guess. Anywho, um, that to me mm-hmm. is what it felt like. That's what I'm. Re- but they addressing. didn't see it that way. Obviously, she did. They didn't. My husband didn't see it that way. The child did, and it was the child who spoke up. Right. Because the child sees what was going on. Mm-hmm. That should have been, uh, that should have, you should have looked at it differently than just thinking, oh, my daughter misses me. It should have been more like, okay, maybe I'm playing too many positions. Yeah, that didn't hit until months later. Yeah, it didn't hit till months it later. Yeah. That, that's and that, was, that was one thing that also led to, to me making Your the decision, decision that I did was that I'm, you're I'm back doing, to playing all the parts. I'm doing way too much and I can't continue to hold up doing all of this. I'm I'm literally going to fall apart if I keep trying to manage all of this. Mm-hmm. I literally need help and I need a partner. And at that time they weren't um in a position to play that part. In a position to do so. I don't know if it was Intentionally or unintentionally, but I don't think it was intentional. Everybody, and, and I could still be speaking in a hurt position. In a hurt phase of it, I feel like there were some things that were intentionally just I ain't, I ain't gonna do. Oh. It's like you very well can get up and 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 do it, but at the same time, there may have been some intentional decisions. There may have been some yes. intentional decisions. But the hurt that you experienced from it may not have been intentional. 
been, may have been unintentional, <laughs> which hurt. Um, I don't. I can't tell you that. That's <clears throat> okay. you. I'm just saying the the decisions. <laughs> Half of them things was. You can't tell me that half was not. Into, look, I'm still growing. <laughs> I'm still growing through and, some and, things, and, and I've come and a he, long way. And he is still growing, and he has come a yeah, long way. We we definitely I'm have. Definitely, just saying that I don't. I, I'm trying to just be. Hey, look. Okay, maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't all intentional. No, there it was, wasn't all. There has there were some intentional decisions that that person may have made that may have hurt you, but that was not their intention to hurt you. They just made other, a very bad what, decision. What What other reaction did you think you were going to get out of me by doing X, Y, and Z? You, you weren't, would be surprised to the answers I got when I have asked those when I asked that exact question. And then what is, which what is why? <laughs> and this is why we chose the drama for the last D. What was what was one of those answers? I don't, I don't remember all of it. Because we, I mean, had, to me, I'm thinking if I were to do X, Y, and Z, and it's some and something and it hurt somebody, my intention was not to hurt you. I wasn't thinking about you at all. You weren't even a factor in the thought process. I did it because I wanted to. Okay, I just thought about one. That was my intentional decision. They didn't think that I would react in such a way um, when I was included in a decision that I had no knowledge about. Mm. Um, No knowledge. I wasn't even told. It was something I found out later. Um, Is that right? Yes. And when I had brought it up, like, why would you even do this? Mm -hmm. Like, we've had these discussions. You knew, like, where I stood on it. It's just not, it's just not something that I agreed to. Why would you even just go forward? Their action was just like, it was almost like nonchalant. Like, I didn't think that you'd get upset. Upset. See, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, but they, I feel like like they you weren't didn't, thinking you didn't about think. you at all. They weren't thinking about you at all. You were not part of the decision. You were not part of the equation. In you weren't part of the thought. example that I am talking about, I was all the way involved without being all the way involved. Okay, so you don't have to tell me what this example is because I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I will. <laughs> Off the air. <laughs> Those I a, I these kind of discussions we will slowly begin to reveal on our Patreon <laughs> <laughs> for a small fee. <laughs> yes, but um, for the tea, a small fee for the tea. <laughs> um, um, I have a feeling I understand what that question is. Probably, probably the. Um, but I, I'm trying to understand like why that, would why would I'm I'm trying to understand how they incorporated you into that decision if y'all talked about it and you did not agree to anything. Right. So then, like common sense would say that, right? Then, like why would you even go further past this? Because he's because uh, he's lying, sis. He just threw that out there to cover to CYA when it really wasn't a CYA. Like that you were not a thought process. That decision was made without you, period. You weren't okay, even I'm a not thought. sure if we're on the same page. Are we we gonna have to I feel get like on we are. Page. I honestly feel like we are. But we'll be on the page later. It's 
gonna be the whole point was do i feel as what brought that on the mm-hmm. question was do i feel as if he intentionally did anything to hurt me correct there are things where yes he i think he intentionally did that because to hurt he you can't or say that he that made he did an intentional know. decision that's this is what I'm trying no, to say. No, there were all the decisions may have been intentional. Last year. There but were you're things hurt before. But he said but he said he did not think you were going to react that way. For which, that example that I can remember. Okay, so for that example, he did not intend to hurt you. He did not think you were going to act that way. But he did intentionally no, what make he didn't that decision. Think was that I wouldn't find it. You can't say you didn't think what my reaction was going to be and it wouldn't be hurt after we've been going through this for years. And you knew where I was with it. You want to put yourself out there, put yourself out there. Don't put all of my information out there like that. It's not something that is just, oh, well, I didn't know. I didn't think you would. Because you know. So did you specifically say don't do that? Yes. Okay. Well, then I don't know. I I was trying to help, homie. I was no, trying to. That's, that's what in this particular situation, I was trying to help him. You can't say you didn't know. I I can't. All right. Well, he did, and uh, my bad. I'm sorry it happened to you. Uh, Long story short. I still short. think. Long not, story short. Not all decisions were meant with the intention to hurt yeah, your feelings. not all. But that wasn't the question. Were there some? Yes, I believe that there were some things that were done intently. And that's just a part of their nature. Okay. All right. So. Long story short. There was. She is we're now. Just, I, I saw how. We, had, we, we grew to have two different visions. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be difficult trying to grow together, but wanting two different outcomes. Mm. And that initially was like a big driving force be- behind the decision that I made. And um, it, it definitely got harder before it got easier. I can't even say, well, it, it did get, it did get somewhat easier even though other things just slowly continue to go downhill but at the end of the day i think it was done for the for the better of both of us of Mm. all of us because i know that there were things that i took fault for that wasn't going to to help him Mm mm-hmm um, especially when you become like an enabler of certain things, mm, mm. I really had to look at my actions of of what how, of how many things I allowed to happen. I appreciate you, by the way. I appreciate you. You know, and and same same for him. Mm-hmm. I think, or at least I would hope that he slowly understands certain things. So. Do you feel that you made the decision in regards to what would be better off for both of you? Or do you think um, you... I mean, unfortunately, yes. Okay. Having to have made that decision for the both of us, Mm -hmm. I would say yes. Because even though he didn't want that, 
it was still even that responsibility was put into my hands you know um i don't know some i don't know i not specifically in your situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes when you're caught up in that situation where you feel like you have to make the decision, it's because the other person doesn't want to make the decision. And if anything goes wrong, they have that they have you to blame because you made that decision. I feel like it's a complete cop out on their part. But mm-hmm. like I said, that's not necessarily you and your situation. I'm just saying when you describe it, like that's how I generally feel. And that's, that is something that happens with, with, with people at times. Um, I felt that at times. And that's something I even had to deal with to be like, am I, am I prepared for all the backlash that's to come? You know? And nonetheless, the backlash came. But I had to remember what was ahead. And mm-hmm. for me, it was these kids. Gotcha. That is what made me chuck up everything that was being thrown my way. Was the fact of, I'm not making this decision. I mean, I should have been making it also for the betterment of me. But I was also making it for the betterment of them. Because Mm -hmm. the home environment wasn't always the best. Gotcha. And we just needed to be better people and sometimes it takes drastic moves such as this for that for that betterment you know to kick in and you know he's he's doing certain things and making certain moves and I am I'm happy for him I'm proud of him that I hope that you know he really gets life together that's great I have, you Look know, I've, 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 I've been proud of y'all. I'm proud of y'all in this growth. The whole, the whole thing about the kids, and when I tell you things that have been said and things that have been done, and here comes another statistic, and these kids and no father and a black father and all this other kind of stuff. I've never had no issues about him being a father. Mm-hmm. Right, I feel like those roles are different roles. You don't necessarily have to be a husband to be a father. Look at that. Unfortunately, you know, I I so was all the people th- out here that don't even know how to do right one. Let I was throwing both. that butt to be like, well, you know, if I can't be a husband, I can't be a father, and that's I just couldn't understand that. Like, how? It's not like I'm I'm blocking that route. You can very well I'm do so. Currently in the mindset, if I if I can't be a wife, I can't be a mother. Well, <laughs> I, get, I get that. That's where I, I'm currently living. I get that. I get that. I'm but I mean, you have you living. have situations. I'm I'm not trying to say. <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say to go out here and do. Um, well, be a wife <laughs> and then a mother. But I mean, it, it happens. You have you have some people who are stand-up parents that aren't not with married, right. right they're not with their significant other or they could be with the father but they're just not married they're just co-parenting you know and, and those they there were so many roles that began that began to get intertwined between the two of us that mm-hmm. everything just came one big ball of drama 
I got you. I got you. So, you know, that was step one to unwinding this ball of drama. And there was still a lot of unwinding to do. I had a lot of mental hurdles that I am still trying to disassociate myself from. Mm -hmm. Um, and 2020 you, was fucked up. 20, it, it brought it brought a lot. You see a lot when you are no longer within something. Correct. You know, I saw a lot while I was there. When I started to look at it from the outside, mm-hmm. it was even more so. Right. When you remove yourself from in the situation and you start looking at the situation from the outside, you see a lot more than you did when you were stuck in there. Correct. And I completely understand that. that that's a lot. But it... It's funny. It's also um, good to know that so there can be so much growth and so much change in such a very short time. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I'm proud I've, of you. I appreciate. It. I'm proud of every decision that you've made, whether it be good or bad. Whatever decision, that's a decision that you made, and nobody else made it for you. Right. And I'm very thankful to be your friend. I'm very thankful to be your sister, you know, from another missus, whatever. (laughs) We don't have to discuss that part again. Um, But as I said, whatever decisions that you make, I'm going to have your back, period. I appreciate that, Tina. No problem, Marie. And on that note, please, can can we wrap this topic up? We absolutely can. (laughs) We absolutely can. So, thank you so much for listening to us unload our 2020 adventures. I hope it really does help somebody that's that's the that's the main point well one of the main points well, shoot, it, it helped us it helps us but we hope that it helps others while it is helping us that is correct we do you know, care uh we hope you can uh interact with each other and us uh you can follow us on our many social medias marie instagram at the dialogue podcast facebook mm-hmm. at the d pod and twitter at the dialogue pod one that is correct the dialogue pod one and we're still working on our youtubes forgive us we're trying we're going to be trying some new things and seeing what we can do with videos yeah we're getting there we said there were going to be some new things for season two so right we're working on the new things yeah besides all the 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 D's that we keep throwing into our <laughs> pause. <laughs> it's a pause for many things. But anyway. We thank y'all for, for staying with us and for listening. Um, at the end of the day, we all have our loads to carry. Um, We're just sharing a little bit of ours. Everybody is going through it, no matter who you are where you are don't think that what you are going through is any less than anyone else um what you're going through is just enough for you and you do what you have to do to make it through it always helps to have that support that backup sometimes you do not have that support and that backup and that's when you know you have to lean on whatever your support system you're supposed to 
lean on your support system or faith or whatever it is. Whatever it is that you got. Your higher power. Whatever it is. Uh, Sometimes the people who you think are part of your support system might not be the ones that you need. Correct. Whoever, whatever you believe in will put what you need available to you and uh, make and, and make a way. They'll make a way. So know that it's possible. Yes. If you don't have, even if you don't know the reasons as to why you are going through something now, that doesn't mean that you, that there is no reason. Mm-hmm. You just haven't figured out the reason yet. You will in due time. Nothing happens just because everything happens for a reason. That is correct. Also, we want to make sure everyone's aware that, you know, mental health is a is a thing. thing. It's a thing. It's something we all need to take care of. We need to take care of our our peace, our mental health, our our energies, whatever you want to describe it. I um, learned to put that time aside for it. The that same time that we got to sit up on social media is the same time we can spend into making sure that we are mentally healthy. That is correct. Not every platform is meant for your entertainment. Uh, uh, I would say more like outbursts of mm, mm, of mental clarities, I guess. You wouldn't just go through one of those moments where I feel like I need to share it. And sometimes you don't. Um, but there are plenty of places that you can reach out and look to to share those things. There are people available to you. Um, please look into that because there's always somebody that you can talk to. Um, so with that being said, uh, I'm going to give you the spiel. Uh, we want you to stay safe, stay blessed, stay healthy. Mentally, physically, and spiritually. And have some dialogue. Preferably with a healthcare professional. All right. <laughs> I mean, we're here too. I mean, yeah, us too, but please, healthcare talk professional. Talk to us. We talk back. Sometimes. Sometimes. See? See? <laughs> Sometimes. Okay. All right. Have a good day, y'all.